0: listening to Personal Branding with Lynn, a podcast for entrepreneurs and creatives. You are on a mission to create your life's work and legacy, but are struggling to break through the noise to reach your ideal clients. Well, that's where Personal Branding comes in. I'll help you grow your business using marketing that feels as natural as a conversation. Who am I? I'm Lynn Morton, and I have managed the brands of Fortune 500s, Nonprofits and startups. And now I'm ready to pour all that I've learned over my career into helping you build your personal brand. In fact, we'll work on it together. Let's get started. Hi again, and welcome to the Personal Branding with Lynn podcast. I'm Lynn Morton, and I am glad to be back with you again for episode. 15 of the podcast. Hope your week's been going well. We are closing out the week with one more personal branding. Well, not a principle, but a a tool that you can use to get your business and or uh, creative endeavor on track. And today's advice is about a document that every major company uses and one that can be very helpful for you. If you want to keep consistency with your brand and everyone knows that's what we all strive for is consistency. So that's what we'll talk about today. Now, do you know about the newest five day challenge that I have up? It is the five mistakes that could be killing your personal brand and you when you take the challenge each day i share one of the mistakes you might be making and then i give you an action item that you can take right then and there to fix it and it should be able to be done within 30 minutes to an hour in most cases so you can take action and make progress right away so in less than a week you can significantly upgrade your personal brand and really um take some some action to get yourself in a really great shape to begin attracting the kinds of clients and customers you want to most work with. So you can get that at fivemistakes.lynnmorton.com or just click on the link in the episode description and it will take you right there. And also, just a heads up, I'm working on a personal branding course to launch and love your personal brand. One for launching and then one for the whole caboodle, um, launching and loving. And all of that's coming soon, so keep your eyes out for that as well. Because I'll be opening it up to beta testers, and I hope that um we can get you on board for that. So keep an eye and an ear open. All right? So now, let's talk about your Brand Style Guide. We all know that consistency fuels the engine of your personal brand success. But how do you ensure that consistency, especially when the things you're working on, you have to share with maybe new employees, vendors, or freelancers, or anyone else who might be doing work on your behalf that will also impact your brand. Well, as a marketing and PR professional, when I worked for the major companies, you always got what was called a brand style guide. As a matter of fact, the brand style guide is treated as the Bible for all uses of the brand, the name, the logo, and everything. In the last company where I, worked, where I worked, when I arrived on day one, there was one sitting on my desk waiting for me in a three-ring binder about three inches thick. Yeah, it can get serious at times. Well, but fortunately for us, as entrepreneurs and creatives, we can create a document that's just as helpful not quite as voluminous. And that's what we'll talk about today. Now, why do you need a branding style guide? Well, for one, it's a handy reference document for anyone who supports your business to help keep you consistent across vendors, freelancers, and contributors. Quite honestly, it's helpful for you to help you keep consistent. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm working on things, I forget what I used before. I forget what what font I might have used or what color I might have used or anything like that. So once you make a decision that in my brand, I will use, you know, these, these characteristics, then you write them all down. And now every time you go ahead and start to create a product or, or social media uh, post or anything that will, you know, show your brand, you can refer back to this and make sure that everything is consistent you're using the same font size for certain things you're using you know the font and and the logo and and all of your brand elements consistently because this is what will help you now start to show up in a consistent way so that everybody will see and remember you and identify the brand with you and your offering so it's a good reference to for you but also when you work with other vendors it's really helpful So let's say you hired a designer to create an ad for you. You want to make sure when you hand off their requirements to the the designer, that the designer knows everything that you expect in representing your brand. You wanna know that they know exactly which which logo to use and how. You want to make sure they know what what colors to use and what situations. You wanna make sure they have everything at their fingertips so as they create for you they can create in a way that will be consistent with everything else so let's say you have three designers create three different things for you with this document all three will be consistent with your brand and again that's the holy grail this is this is what we are looking for so that's that that's the main reason you need this brand style guide is to keep consistency and to have a reference document for anyone who will be working on anything that expresses your brand in doing so. it will save you time when you onboard a new vendor or a new freelancer because you won't have to go over and spell out all this stuff for them you know i i you know've hired people and then you have to sit down and say, now use this call. Now you just hand them the document and go, here you go. You know, this, this is our, you know, our, our brand style guide. And most, most um, creative professionals are familiar with, with a brand style guide and have used them before, understand how they work and how they should be used. So they would welcome this document because it really takes a lot of the guesswork out for them. Um, it will allow you to maintain visual standards that reflect more professionally on your brand because so the outgrowth of this is because you are now being very deliberate about choosing, you know, making sure everyone uses the same everything to express your brand. You will have that consistency, of course, which makes you look much more professional. It's nothing that looks unprofessional, like to have than having one thing that might just be astray while everything else is uniformed. You don't want that at all, and then it the last one it forces you to make decision about your decisions about your brand elements when you can be strategic, and not when you are in a tactical execution mode. So, what do I mean by that? I mean you can stop and think about how do I want to express my brand in all of these elements and make those decisions so that you and you are now thinking holistically about how your brand will look and be represented rather than making it piecemeal like you are now hiring a web designer the web designer says what kind of font would you like And then you choose one there and you put it in there and, and your style guide and then you go to another person they go well what kind of image would you like and you said okay use this image and good and you put it in there and then you're making it you know, piecemeal as you go along. And now it's more of a quilt than one seamless, holistic, um, organic, you know, creation. And so this is what you want. You want to be thinking about it all at the same time, make all those decisions together so that you know that they're harmonious and they all work together. So that's why you should create uh, your style guide. Now, what do you put in it? really again it's all the things that represent your brand you can start with things like the name of your business and sometimes people spell things differently like some things will be capitalized and some things lowercase which might not always might not always be intuitive so this is your way to to, to here here is how we represent the name of the company and then the tagline and where the tagline should fall in relationship to the to the name of the business your website URL, your all your social URLs so people know where to find everything, your logos. You want to get have all of your logos in folders where let's say you have them in a Dropbox so that you can hand them off and have share them with designers or other vendors. You would then have each each folder and then you'd share just the URL to get there. But when you have your logo, you will have your logo in high resolution, which is 300 DPI, which is a, a high resolution just for printing. If you're using a printing press, you need a very high resolution. You'll need one in a low resolution, which is what you typically use on a website. This is like 72 DPI is what they will ask for for that. You want one in color, You'll usually get one in black and white, just one color only. You'll get one that you can use reversed. Let's say on a black background, you can have it in all white showing up on black. And then they'll usually give you one with a clear background. So if you're placing it onto something with a color, you don't have a white background on the back of the logo. So a clear background that you can place on anything else. And so you'll have all of those and each of these um, types, you will have in both high-resolution and low-resolution. They usually separate them in folders when you get them from a designer so that you can have that and point people to that. The next thing you want to get standardized is your colors. You usually have a primary color and then a secondary or accent color. And you can express colors in a number of different ways. So you want to know all of the the ways to to do this. There's a hex, which is a 6 Digit code was usually with a pound sign in front of it. This is typically used by people who are designing for the web. So every color can be expressed in this six-digit, hashtag six-digit, what they call hex number. When you're doing things for print, you usually use what's called a Pantone matching system. This is another system that that where you can where you, that you will use to just about match any color, so that when when you are telling the printer what color you want to look on the print on the paper, you can be very specific because what you see on the screen will not show up the same way when you get it printed. The colors will shift a little bit. So what you want to do is get this. Pantone matching system and find it, there's it's like a big wad of paint swatches almost. Looks like what you might see if you were painting your house and you went to Lowe's or or Home Depot. And then each of them has a number, PMS 612, PMS, you know, whatever, three or four digit numbers, and each one represents that specific shade. There's some for Coated, which is the shiny, so it will be a number with a C at the end of it. And then the uncoated is the other one, which is usually if you have a matte finish. So... PMS is another way you people sometimes so you want to get the same color and then match it in your what's what it looks like in hex for you, what it looks like PMS for you, and then the the ink mixes CMYK you probably see this if you ever had if you have a color printer cyan magenta yellow and K for black, what what other percentages of that that equal your specific color. RGB same thing, and then you 'll see one called h s b which is hue saturation and brightness, and also another three digit um, number numeric and all in you know all five of these you can use um, to represent the same color, so you would want to have the same color represented in all five of these, so that depending on who you 're giving it to you can they can find okay here 's the color we 're looking for in p m s for a printer or hex you know. For an online person, so you'll have that in your guide style guide. Then you'll have all your promotional images, your headshots, your your the approved personal brand photography images if you want to use those, or in any um any any uh, what do you call it product product images you'll have those, and usually again just like your your logos you'll have those in, in in different folders for like a Dropbox or some other, you know, storage and sharing um, mechanism so that you can hand them over. But you want to have like three to four of your images that you always use for promotional, the same headshots, the same, you know, for uh, social media, the same shots for that. And then for your your product shots, you'd have some of the same ones that you use so that you can have some consistency when you share those outside. And so, now, beyond that, some people might use what 's called sort of like um a a, a, a voice you know what 's the tone of voice and this is this is more for writing um do you, are you going to be you know more uptight or loose or casual i'll get into this on an upcoming episode well because i 'm going to do. Creating a content style guide, and I'll, I'll I'll sort of spell that out. But if you're just doing a regular brand st- style guide, these are the things you would include in it, and you'd use them now to create a document that you can hand off to anyone who is working on your behalf. Now, if you go to to my website and look for episode fifteen of the podcast, so you'll be going to um lynnmorton.com forward slash podcast and look for episode 15 you can just search for it there or lynnmorton.com in a search um but if you do that on the show notes for this episode you can just click through wherever you're listening to you should be able to get right to it i will have a downloadable sheet that you can use to fill in all this information for yourself and to keep 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 your own style guide so you can hand it off to anyone who might need it. All right. So there you go. You won't need anything. Just go straight there and you can download it and take it and use it for yourself. All right. So that's it. That's how you create a brand style guide. Thank you again for spending time with me for another episode. I hope this was helpful for you. That you understood exactly what the style guide is and how you would use it. And if you have questions, you can always shoot me an email: Lynn at lynnwharton L y n at l y n m o r t o n dot com. Always love hearing from you. And uh, if you see me on social, it's at personal branding with Lynn. All right. That's it for today. I'll talk to you again next week. And until then, keep focused, keep consistent, keep going. Take care. Thanks for joining me for Personal Branding with Lynn. If you took something from today's episode that you plan to put into practice, please let me know and share it with our other listening friends. We'd love to encourage you and support you on your path. Leave a comment wherever you heard this or at personal branding with Lynn on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe at lynnmorton.com forward slash subscribe and share this episode with another entrepreneur or creative. That's it for now. Let's get together again and continue growing our personal brands. Cheers.